Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, Jesus was describing Lucifer. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Lucifer likes to tell lies, and he is lying to billions in our world, thus blinding the minds and hearts of billions of souls. There's some primary lies that Lucifer likes to share with humans. Last night I shared one of those lies, exposed one of those lies, which is there is no hell. Lucifer would like for you to believe there is no hell. That is a lie. Jesus said there was a hell. Another lie Satan likes to share with humans is that somehow... Believers are immune from satanic attack. That's another lie. Many believers have been lied to. And unfortunately, many in the church have lied to them. Many believers have been taught that when they trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior, that they were somehow immediately placed in a position that made them immune from any attack by the devil and or his, or his demons. That is a lie. Now, yes, your spirit nature is safe in Jesus Christ, for you are seated with him in the heavenly realms. But your body nature your soul nature can be attacked. So saints of God can be attacked by the forces of evil. Believers 
are not immune from the attacks of demons. Often, they're targets of great attacks. So tonight, I'm going to expose the second lie, that somehow believers are immune from the attacks of demons on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. Suddenly, the communist stopped beating the Christian prisoner and blurted out, I have power of life and death over you. I am God. The Christian, whose name was Wreck, took that moment to speak truth to his persecutor. You don't know what a deep thing you have said. You have not been created to be a torturer or a man who kills. You have been created to become like God with the life of the Godhead in your heart. Rex's words in that Romanian prison planted a seed with the man. Days later, Rex's torturer opened his heart to Jesus and found his own place in God's family. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a thought from the voice of the martyrs. Did you ever wonder why Jesus still had scars from the crucifixion even after his glorified body was resurrected? Maybe it's because there's something beautiful about scars when they point others to God. The Apostle Thomas said, When I see his hands and put my fingers into the nail holes, when I put my hand into the hole in his side made by that Roman spear, then I'll believe he is risen. Eight days later, doubting Thomas saw, touched, and believed. In the same way, the scars of today's persecuted believers remind us of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. For more good news, go online to persecution.com. chapter 11. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. 
And whoever lives and believes in me will never, never die. So our eternal relationship with God through his son is protected now and forevermore. Because we are seated in the heavenly realms in Christ. We're in his very son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Can a sin, can, can curse enter in Christ? No. However, our bodies, our souls, which is our mind, our emotions, and will often come under the attack of Satan. Jesus said, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Jesus promised us in each of these biblical passages that we would have trouble, that we would be hated, and we would be persecuted. The dark evil forces that roam planet Earth are behind those attacks. But take heart. Jesus has defeated the enemy. And has declared victory. My friends, my wife and I have dealt with many thousands of believers who have been afflicted by evil spirits. The devil targets believers because it's the believers who are a threat to his evil plans. If somehow, just somehow, the enemy can bind up a believer and render, the, render them... Essentially ineffective, he has a, obtained and attained a certain level of victory. Millions, my friends, of believers are terribly afflicted with evil spirits and need deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I have seen this. We have seen this around the globe. The Apostle Paul tells us so clearly in Ephesians 6, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We battle spiritual forces constantly, my friends, and the war is wounding many believers. And First Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us that even the great apostle Paul was hindered by Satan when attempting to enter Asia for ministry. The Apostle Peter tells the fellow saints to be on guard, for the devil prowls around looking to bring destruction. Believers are targets, for we are the ones that can truly damage the kingdom of darkness. And we often come under great attacks. So it's a lie. It's a lie. So many believers I, t I speak with each and every day are confused or hurt because they've been told in the church that somehow that perhaps they're not really truly saved, that they're truly not filled with the Spirit of God. Something was Something's wrong with their life in relationship with God because... 
they're being attacked. Well, I'm here to tell you, the church has committed a grave spiritual crime by not acknowledging that demonic warfare is real. That it's serious and that we must fight. We must fight for these precious saints that are being attacked. We must reach them in the name of Jesus Christ and bring them healing and deliverance in Jesus' name. One of the first exorcisms. My wife and I participated in as a, as a couple was with a youth, youth pastor. A youth pastor. Somebody who was committed to Jesus Christ and serving him. Who was afflicted with spirits. Len was his name and he was an outstanding youth leader who had a heart for young people. To watch them grow in their walk with God. It's interesting though I known Len for years. I was unaware of his inner battles with anger and rage that consumed him for years. One night, the anger manifested when he began to share some of the abuse that he endured as a child. That's right, as a little boy. Len had been molested by a family member, and the anger was still very much present. He harbored the bitterness. Oh, I remember that night well. I could feel the bitterness. I could feel the resentment. I could feel the hatred. I could feel the anger. He didn't want to let it. He didn't want to let all those emotions go. I urged him in the light of Ephesians four to rid to rid himself of all the bitterness and anger. Well, that prompted a response from the demonic world, as we both felt. An evil presence entering the room that we were in. The presence was oppressive and quite, quite real. And I began to pray. And within seconds, my friend, seconds, a voice within Len manifested while I was praying and shouted a profanity. I couldn't believe it. A youth pastor, a brother in the Lord, cursing his fellow brother in Christ. Land, why did you call me an SOB, I asked. To my amazement, he replied that he didn't. And I'll be honest, I, I believed him. Then who was it, I asked. And there was an eerie, eerie silence that followed that question. The look on Len's face was one of complete horror. As he began to realize that it might have been a demon. That's right, an evil spirit. That spoke through him to curse me. I was convinced there was nobody else in the room. A demon made an introduction. Yes, I was a little bit baffled. However, this truly happened. And the fact is that a dedicated believer could have a demon. Len, we need to deal with his anger, I gently instructed. Len's response was very uncharacteristic of him. I would have killed my abusers if given the opportunity. I knew then, immediately, when he said that. I knew the right by which the demon had access to this child of God, unforgiveness. This sin allowed an unholy spirit access 
the body. So for the next several hours, my wife and I share the necessity of forgiving those who had hurt him. It was a battle. And trust me, it was an intense one at that. And perhaps there's believers listening to this broadcast right now. I feel stirred to say this in my spirit. Perhaps you're harboring unforgiveness. That could be an open door for a demon to attack you. Yes, you may be truly born again. You may have been bought, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. But you, your body nature and your soul nature, your mind, your, mission, your emotions and will can still come under a great attack of the enemy. Especially if you harbor unforgiveness. You need to forgive. The standard by which I call people to is the standard of Jesus Christ who hung on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus Christ, sinless. The perfect Lamb of God, eternal God, God in the flesh. When he was hanging upon the cross, shedding blood, suffering, dying for our sins, he spoke those beautiful words. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Though Jesus was completely free from sin, he set the standard for you and I. We must forgive those who've wronged us. Perhaps you've been hurt. Perhaps you've been abused. You've been afflicted. You've been abandoned, rejected, harmed, violated, mistreated, misunderstood, hated. The Lord Jesus has been on that road. The Lord Jesus was hated. The Lord Jesus was mistreated. The Lord Jesus was forgotten. The Lord Jesus was abandoned. The Lord Jesus was violated. The Lord Jesus was hurt beyond any manner of description. The Lord Jesus understands. He wants to give you the strength to forgive, and he'll give it to you. But you must desire to forgive, and you need to. There's a necessity to forgive. Jesus, said, Jesus once said, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. You need to bless the one that's cursed you. Pray for the one who mistreats you. Bless them in Jesus' name. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Right now, there's people... Being liberated from unforgiveness right now in the authority of Jesus. Be liberated, released from the unforgiveness. Forgive that father. Forgive that mother. Forgive that family member. Forgive that neighbor. Forgive that stranger. Forgive that husband, that wife, that boyfriend, that girlfriend. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Forgive that grandmother. Forgive that grandfather. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Forgive that uncle. Forgive that aunt. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Forgive that cousin. Forgive that nephew. Forgive that niece. Forgive your son. Forgive your daughter. Now, in Jesus' name. Let it go. Spirits, go in Jesus' name. Release them. Deliverance in Jesus' name. By the blood of Jesus Christ, go. Spirits. Spirits of unforgiveness, let go of these people. Of their minds, of their hearts, and their bodies. Now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
So many of you be, are becoming free, even now. Just take a deep breath. Whew. Isn't that great? Just forgiving. Oh, Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. There's forgiveness in your name. In your name, Jesus. There's more to this exorcism to Len that I want to share tonight. So don't go anywhere. I'll be back after this brief intermission. Now 
Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. In some countries, authorities attack and arrest Christians in the cover of night. Not so in Somalia. On January 5, Asha Mberwa, a young wife and mother, fearing for the safety of her family, was on the phone making arrangements to flee the Mogadishu area. Al-Shabaab extremists were monitoring that call and decided to make an example of Asha. The next day, she was arrested. The day after that, Muslim extremists took Asha into the street, waited for a crowd of witnesses to gather, and tragically cut her throat. For the latest on Somalia from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Len was a pastor. He was a dedicated believer. But yet he was attacked by demons, and he actually had a demon speak from within him to me. And we battled. My wife and I battled a couple of demons who manifested on a few occasions, and they would cause Len to go unconscious a few times. They caused all kinds of facial contortions and mocked Jesus Christ when I spoke of him. In fact, for long periods of time, the demons would cause Len to control, I mean, uncontrollably laugh. I mean, he went on laughing uncontrollably. Whenever I would mention the blood or the resurrection of Jesus Christ, these were black spirits that held on to him. Towards the end of the evening, by the grace of God, Len forgave his abusers. The demons were driven out in the name of Jesus. Len was finally free of the vile demons that held on to him for all those many years. So once again, I was reminded that believers are not immune from the affliction of the devil. Believers may, and often do, open themselves up. Is a demonic attack, sometimes as a result of the sin, or sometimes just as a result of the ministry that they're involved in. Because they have such an effective ministry in the kingdom of God, they open themselves obvious to obvious attack, because demons want to hinder them, want to render them ineffective. So if you're serious about the call of God, that's going to happen. You're going to come under attack. You're not immune from Satan's attacks. Do you remember the verses I shared with you, my friends? From the Lord Jesus Christ, those precious passages. In fact, Jesus promised these words. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. I have told you these things so that in me you may have trouble. Peace. In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. But in him, in me, Jesus says, you may have peace. And that's what we could draw great comfort in. Yes, there is a real enemy. Yes, this enemy attacks. But in Jesus, we can have peace. 
despite the trouble that we may go through. Now, I would encourage you, my friends, if you have an opportunity, let me grab it here. I have a new training manual that uh, that was published not too long ago. It's called the Freedom Fighters Training Manual. That's just a beautiful copy I have here in my, my hands. Learn how to evangelize, heal the sick, and cast out demons in Jesus' name. And they did, this this publisher, Good News World Publishing House, did a magnificent job. Now, it's, it's available at different publishing sites, but they did a magni- magnificent job on this manual. So if you have an opportunity... Go to my website, jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org, and visit my homepage right there. Let me, In fact, let me pull it up here. Just go to jbartlett.org, and you'll see there at the homepage, right under, that's the third paragraph, looks like, Become a Freedom Fighter. You could download it for free, or you could purchase a physical copy, which I have in my hands right now. So you may be equipped to evangelize and to drive out demons in Jesus' name. And that's what this ministry is dedicated on, proclaiming the love of Jesus with New Testament supernatural power encounters, following and training the body of Christ to carrying out the works of the kingdom of God. Freedom Fighter Training Manual, available now at jbartlett.org. And we're going to be holding Freedom Fighter seminars in the days and the weeks and the months and the years to come throughout the world. In fact, I'm going to be introducing the Freedom Fighter training manual down in Latin America here soon. Then a few weeks down the road, I'll be on the continent of Africa, and I'll be sharing, I'll be holding actual Freedom Fighter seminars. We're expecting many thousands to attend, many thousands to become Freedom Fighters in the name of Jesus Christ. So I would encourage you to get a hold of this training manual, and, and I've gotten some incredible responses already from those who have read this this book. For many, it's just the first time they've been able to get a real grasp on how the, the nuances, the mechanics on how to cast out demons. I, I spell it out very plainly, very clearly, concisely, and powerfully on how to tr- how to drive out demons in Jesus' name. Because that's my desire. I want to train an army of believers an army of freedom freedom fighters to go forth into the world to cast out demons in Jesus' name. But not only that, to heal the sick. And of course, to proclaim the kingdom of God, the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Become a freedom fighter tonight. Go to jbartlett.org and sign up. Get yourself a copy of this training manual. If you cannot afford it, if you want a physical copy, just simply email me at j at jbartlett.org, and I'll try, as uh, as I have opportunity, I will try to get a free copy out to you so you may be blessed. Or simply download it. You can download it at my website, jbartlett.org. And by the way, there's 25 other volumes that you can uh, browse and look at, it, and all of them are available to be downloaded so you can freely obtain this information it's things that I've written on from my experience of nearly 25 years in the ministry around the world of preaching the gospel in many many different nations my experiences my encounters with demons and overcoming them in the name of God I want I want to 
inspire you. I want to educate. I want to equip. I want to elevate you to a new understanding and to the new promises of God that are for you, that are for me. For he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Jesus, who is risen from the dead, is victorious. Now, perhaps you're listening to this broadcast, this live radio presentation, and you would like to experience this life-transforming power of Jesus Christ that I'm speaking of. You've heard this broadcast on many occasions, but you've never, you've never experienced the new birth, being born again into the kingdom of God. Now is your opportunity. Now is the day of salvation. Why wait another moment? Now is your opportunity to be set free from the forces of darkness, to enter the kingdom of light, and to become a son, a daughter of the king. And this king loves you. The Lord Jesus, who is king of overall, loves you. You're important to him. You're special. And his kindness, his love, his mercy, his goodness is for you. And you can experience this tremendous love, this incredible deep love, his kindness, his tender mercies, his grace tonight. The scripture tells us that Jesus has indeed raised from the dead. And if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's been my great honor and privilege to lead precious souls to Jesus Christ on this radio broadcast. And I would like to lead you to Jesus, the Savior, the Lord. Just simply pray with me. You must repent. You must turn from your sins. Believe that upon the cross, Jesus bore your sins, which he did, by shedding his blood, by dying on the cross, so you might be forgiven and be given eternal life and become a child of God. I want you to pray, to simply say, Lord Jesus, I confess I am a sinner. I confess my need for you. Lord Jesus, forgive me, cleanse me. I worship you, Lord Jesus, and you alone. Heal my heart. Set me free. I give you my life. And I turn from wickedness. I turn from de the devil. I renounce Satan in the name of Jesus. And I embrace the cross and the cross alone and the power of his resurrection. Jesus, save me. Amen. Now, if you just pray those simple words, you've become a child of God, and now you need to get into his word. And I would like to send you a free New Testament. If you just simply email me at jjay at jbartlett.org, I'll be sure to send you a free New Testament so you could be encouraged, equipped, strengthened, and guided by God's holy word. J at jbartlett.org. J-A-Y at jbartlett.org. It's such a privilege and honor to share the gospel. Tomorrow night's broadcast, a live presentation that you will not want to miss. Trust me on that. It's a show that you will not want to miss. The past few shows we've been discussing Lucifer's Lies. And we're going to continue on that same sort of thread. We're going to talk about a common lie that Satan speaks to many millions, and that is nobody will believe you. 
nobody will believe you. It's interesting, in nearly a quarter of a century of service to the Lord Jesus Christ, I've spoken with many hundreds, perhaps thousands, who have repeated the same phrase over and over again. Jay, you won't believe my story. You're going to think I'm crazy. That's what Satan likes to tell people. Don't share your story. Don't break that silence. Don't tell anyone. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you're insane. Nobody's going to believe you. Well, that's a lie. I'm here to tell you I believe you. And more importantly, God believes you. And we're going to go against that terrible, horrific lie tomorrow. Be praying for the broadcast as many people are going to experience incredible healing and deliverance in Jesus' name. God bless you, my friends. And I bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father, of the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Oh, you and bow down before you. 